Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you've just clicked the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. If you could share one intimate lifetime experience with a young woman that could save her life, would you? Ten women from the south side of Chicago have, and you will be forever changed by their sacrifice and courage. From producer-director Jenks Morton comes the next installment of the urgent and necessary conversation that will begin to steer the national dialogue in a new direction. With heartfelt, painstaking, and intimate details of their relationship choices, members of the Bird Group in Chicago share their riveting stories of triumph, trials, tribulation, and tragedies. For the first time in African-American cinema, the soul of a black woman's family, relationships, and internal struggles are uncovered. 
and the pathway to true restoration is shown. This film is guaranteed to resonate and address head-on subjects tucked away in the heart of many African-American women and will empower them to release the enslaving bondage of their past. We Need to Talk, a message to our daughters. By producer-director Jenks Morton. Jenks, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Thank you for having me again, Michael. And what a great, great uh, evening that hopefully we will have with some of the uh, participants from Thursday night. I'm really looking forward to it. And thanks for uh, reaching out and, and taking on this, this show topic uh, this evening. I appreciate it. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have missed this for anything. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't sneak in there and address the other time. Just being... <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I, I wish I had someone I could have sent down, but I just couldn't think of anyone um, that could have gone down and, and taken care of um, interviews and all of that for me as well. But, you know, um, I, I'm just really excited and excited to hear about um, what actually um, transpired in the aftermath of this, um, you know, amazing mm-hmm. event. So tell us a little bit about um, the turnout and um, how the whole event started and just walk us through it. Well, you know, of course, you know, there was an um, uh, introductory period where we basically set the stage for, you know, the premise of the movie and why it was done. Uh, then seven to eight minutes of just laughter, um, stillness, uh, reflection, uh, a little uh, remorse, and uh, but a, a lot of healing took place uh, through, just through the film. Uh, then we just we transitioned over to the, the Q and A and I took some questions from the audience. And the, I think that the, the for me, and I think hopefully for the, the people who were in attendance, they got an opportunity to see uh, the, the compassion and love that I have for Black women right in front of their faces. This one woman ran into a little bit of a. a, a unreconciled resentment towards her father and um, basically broke down in tears in front of the audience once we were able to walk, walk her through the pathway to healing and, and reconciliation. <coughs> Excuse me. And like a father's love, I mean, which is you know, wholly alien to, to a majority of African Americans today because they just aren't being raised around their fathers, they saw how when my child is hurting, I, I'm there for them. And, you know, just a, a real, real moment of embrace and quiet it almost put me in tears because it, it just kills me the hurt that that is on the heart of our people that is you know buried in these deep places that is just you know it has not been an opportunity to be let go of wow and yeah. um and as you you could sit there you could watch these women as the the film took place and um what were their reactions when they really started to understand just how deep this film was going? Well, it, you know, black women aren't a monolith, so there's a mosaic of responses to this film, and some make me rejoice, and I think it makes the angels in heaven rejoice, and then there's some that just, this is not the message for them. And, and that, that's, I've never positioned any of my work as the answer or the catch-all or the salvation to, to anybody. Um, it, it's definitely not the answer for everyone. But for those that... Uh, understand my faith and understand, you know, the pathway and my approach. I mean, it was just, it was so much that night that I saw being lifted off, off the hearts of, of these women there. And, and then just the, the, the next day, I was on the phone for about 14 hours, almost straight. Like wow. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even eat until like, I went four or five that evening because words of encouragement, uh, words of, uh, of um, hope, 
just even a, a woman shared a letter with me about uh, how she had never had this type of conversation. Her, she said her daughter talked her ear off all the way home uh, on the home ride back from the theater, and that it had never been in that space, never about this subject. And I think one of the, the last things she wrote about was how um, her daughter said to her that her girlfriends are doing things that only married women should be doing. And I was like, wow. Mm. For a young girl, and I think she was about 17, for a young girl to get mm-hmm. it like that, because <clears throat> really if you know all of my work, uh, my, my, my focus has been on this generation that's coming along and using my generation as the template to say, okay, you can look and see what we did right and you can look and see what we did wrong and make some really informed decisions about how you want to live out your life. And this, this next generation, and hopefully that Diane calls in uh, with her daughter, uh, she's got just a riveting story about uh, what happened and transpired with her. That's another one outside of that, that first story around the woman and her daughter. Wow. Well, let's have a listen to that now. Um, Diane, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi, Diane. Oh, thank you for joining us on The Measure of Truth. And um, sure. James was just telling us a little bit about your story. So why don't you go ahead and fill us in on that? Um, I'm a mother of two girls. I have a 16-year-old. She is pregnant. She's only turned 17. And my husband actually bought the tickets for us as a as a surprise. Um, and the reaction from both my daughters, especially my 16-year-old, who is about 23 weeks pregnant, was astounding. She could relate to various different women. Um, their story touched her. Um, I think it had an impact as to she's not struggling and going through this alone. You know, we make decisions as young people not realizing, you know, we're not alone. We fall in love. We think we're in love at such a young age. And in actuality, it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it is really love. And then, of course, pregnancy comes after that. But uh, God is good, so we embrace whatever God has placed upon us. But the movie gave us all. I have shared it with so many people so far. And only I saw it Thursday. And she's even talked to her about it with her friends. So, um for me as a mother who's going through this right now, and I educated my daughter. We talked about sex. We talked about everything um, as it relates to that. Her father and I both did. But, you know, as like any young person like myself, we make decisions, and then we, we live and learn through it. But the good thing is that she knows she's not alone. She knows that she was not the only one who struggled, who's, who's going through this, and that you can get past it if you face your fears and accept it and keep continue moving forward with God in front of you. Hmm. Yeah! Wow. wow. What a testimony. I don't, know, I don't even have to say another word. Right. <laughs> this is what, I mean, th- does that not warm your heart? I mean, mm. that th- this, this, it, it's been challenging for me over the years because I, I've just kind of shied away from working with women because, if it, you know, I'm just, I know I'm over the top and I know I'm heavy-handed and I know I'm like dead on steroids at times. But there's something about this film that, like I said, it's not the catch-all. It's not the answer-all. But there's a, there's a vein, a majority of the women in that room that walked, the, walked away with just that. I mean, my, my sister said the same thing, who, who has had, you know, multiple pregnancies, uh, multiple lovers, and, and just, you know, some real-life choices where she said, it makes you feel like you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're... You're, you're trying to uh, ratify or uplift your, your choices, but the, the, what the, the, the message is is that we are, we are there for you, and even the ones that you think that are going to be the worst on you are actually the ones that are going to help you get through this and make sure that, you know, we can make better choices moving forward because we're going to 
have a different space to operate from. And if I could say one thing, is that even for other mothers who see me, a few parents in the audience asked me how was I doing as a young grandmother. And I say, you know, you know, in life we all make decisions that are not maybe the best. However, if I can help another mother who's going through this and say, you know what, the key is not to push a child away or to shun her or to curse at her or to make her feel any bad, worse than what she feels right now, because she has her own guilt to go through. The key is to uplift her and empower her and to keep her focused and moving forward, period, you know, right. whatever. And so I encourage other mothers who are going through the same thing to, like you said, you know, Things happen, but you have to keep uplifting these young girls, and you have to keep educating them. Mm -hmm. My mission is not done. I'm going to help any other teen I can help to help, and even another parent to say, mm -hmm. hey, the, the, the life is not over. My child will still continue. She's, in high, she's a senior this year. She will continue to stay on her journey. And, and this film, hopefully, and I like the fact that we want to talk to our daughters, hopefully educates other kids. I have a 15-year-old, and so, you know, she was enlightened also. So that's a good thing. Wow. And um, your daughter that was there with you and viewed the film, is she there with you now? She is. Wow. Would, would she like to come on and, um, you know, give us her thoughts yeah. on the film as well? Here, hold on. Hello? Hi. Introduce yourself. Hi. This is Angelique Jackson. Oh, okay, Angelique. And tell us what you thought of the film and what was the impact on you? Um. I thought it was really, really good. Like, I never seen a documentary like that about women and what they've been through and all those things that they were saying. And I could relate to a lot of what they were saying. And it kind of helped me. It made me think more. And who I'm not by myself and that other people went through it and I'm not just the only one who were just going through those things. And before you before the film started, before you really got a gist of what was going on, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking? What were your preconceived notions about what you thought that you were going to experience? I don't know. I was just waiting. I didn't really I heard it was really good but I didn't know what to expect. Oh, so you didn't even have a hint of what the film was about then? Uh, no. Wow, wow. And when you did discover, you know, from some of the first stories or the first scenes of the film and the things that you heard, what what were your first thoughts? Wow, like, <laughs> um, I was shocked mm. that and, people were actually going through that. And... and was it very surprising to you, too, that they were actually talking about it right there on this screen in front of you? Yeah. It wow. was different. So tell us a little bit of how you explained the film to your friends, and how did you tell them about what you had experienced? Um, I just basically tell them about the movie and all that stuff, and basically that it was about women who had hard times and they got through it and what hard times they had and, like, what advice they gave to all the young women and adults and all women, period, mm -hmm. as to 
life and what happens and that you can still get through it and other little things. Wow. Well, that's great. So uh, you have them um, wanting now to go and see the film as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's awesome. That's really something. Well, thank you for taking the time to go ahead and share your story with us. And um, we we also have uh, Darlene on the line as well. And um, Darlene, why don't you yeah. share with us your thoughts on the film? Well, I um, I love the film, and uh, I, I love um, Jenks' work in general. I've seen all of his his. Uh, work, but I specifically love this film because as a woman um, who does a lot of work with women around healing and acceptance, um, I applaud it uh, so often as women um, com- coming up with different home life experiences and different environments, or we're not prepared to fully understand and embrace the complexities that come with being a woman um, when when the lack of understanding is there and it's compounded by um, negatives where your father may not be present or if your father is present, um, he is not modeling love. Um, just a lot of the dysfunctionalities that exist um, in, in many black homes um, that women are raised in um, and find themselves looking uh, externally for love or for validation, for acceptance, um, and often looking for it in areas that relate to um, boys and sex and the consequences that come about for those choices. Um, I found it really good because it, the women shared um, honestly, candidly, but they also provided, you know, the solutions on the back end to understanding, you know, what, how they grew from that experience. And that's the piece that I think is really, really important because sharing it with young girls uh, hopefully will provide some insight and some tools so that they do not have to make those same mistakes. They will know that they do not have to seek to be validated um, or seek to fill a void that may be within their life externally, but that they would start internally um, with the spiritual factor. So Mm -hmm. I definitely love, love, love the work. Um, A lot of the things that were shared in in each of the different women I could relate to personally. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely think it is... uh, therapeutic, it is healing, and um, I am actually putting some events together around showcasing the film uh, at the college where I work in Prince George's County and Mm. some other avenues because I'm a big, big advocate of women healing um, unresolved pains of their past. They often, and, and, and particularly in today's society where women wear so many different hats, have so many different responsibilities, they suppress the pain of their past. And it's never um, dealt with, but it's never lost because it just spills over into every other area of their life. Right. 
So I think it is it's great because the focus is on healing, and you cannot have healing without confronting whatever that pain is and wherever it came from. Mm-hmm. So an excellent, excellent piece of work, um, and I'm on board to support uh, the work in any way possible to ensure that it's that it's exposed and that people see it in the school systems. Oh, very good, Diane, um, and I commend you on that. And and I just want to say, um, Darlene, that um, if if you like to come back on and talk about this some more as well with these events, if you need some help in promoting it, um, please contact me, and um, I'll be willing to help to do whatever I can do as well. Um, well, I certainly will. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, I, I I can't tell you enough um, how important a film like this is. I mean. It's um, how often do you see a documentary that shares wisdom on this level um, that a, a young lady could walk away with a message that could potentially change her life? That that's that's just powerful. I'm, I'm almost speechless over here. I, I, you know, I've said Darlene says she loves the word. I, I love Darlene. Darlene is just, I mean, for, from a from the faith based side of what I do, and then even on the clinical side of what I do, she just. She just lays it out in the language of a woman where it's just very, very clear and, and palatable for, for most women. And, and the challenge that, that, that I'm seeing uh, with, is that you know, a man made this movie. That, that's some of the biggest resistance that I'm getting right now is that a dude did this thing. And uh, unless you really know me or know what, you know where my heart is around you know, the issue of black women, then it leaves you know, room for misinterpretation and, and that, uh, as I stand there and tell all of these women that I, I, I love you for who you are, and I, I really want to wrap my arms around who you're going to be. And, and that's, that's the deal. That as she talks about unreconciled issues from your past, they, just, they, they weave themselves all through your life, all through your, your, your <clears throat> lens of which you perceive the world. They, they, they hold you bondage. They, they're like anchors about your soul to keep you from really embracing the potential of who you can become, and it's not wholly ascribed to feminine. I mean, to to, uh, to femininity or masculinity. It's just the right. way of the world. And if if you if you are subject to those things, ultimately you're going to be attracted to them, and you're going to keep asking yourself, man or woman, why do I keep doing the same things over and over again, specifically in the confines of my relationship? And that's that's the biggest challenge that we've got in our community today, I think that a lot of these other issues that we try to face devolve back to down to the fact that we just don't have man and woman together, united, holding their families together, holding their communities and neighborhoods together like we did just 50 years ago. That's so true. That's so true. And um, we have another caller on, and um, uh, you know who you are, you're Last four numbers are 1188. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and um, we'll find out who this caller is, and we'll come back on, and we'll share a little bit more. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about Young Lives DC 34. Young Lives is a unique, cutting-edge, nonprofit Christian organization designed to empower and equip pregnant and parenting teen moms to become productive citizens in the community, a program that partners teens and mature Christian women to provide teen girls in crisis with timely encouragement, guidance, and ongoing support. Through the power of presence, 
Kids' and teens' lives are dramatically impacted when caring adults come alongside them, sharing God's love. Because someone believes in them, they begin to see that their lives have great worth, meaning, and purpose. This is just the first step in a lifelong journey. The choices they make today based on God's love for them will impact their future decisions, the careers they choose, the marriages they form, and the families they raise. And all of this can be traced back to the time when a young life leader reached out and entered their world. For more information or to get involved, check out their webpage at www.younglives.younglife.org. Or if you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, call 202-399-7017. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I'm your host, Michael Fordham. And we just had a caller call in, Lita Thompson, who had an opportunity to actually go to the premiere of the movie. Lita, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Hello. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So tell us about, what were your thoughts? What what did you think about the movie? Well, <clears throat> the film was amazing. Um, it definitely was something that I had never experienced before. Um, I think what makes it so profound is, you know, as women, we all have a story. Um, but we seldom get a chance to actually share that story and really you know, deal with some of the emotions and everything that comes from our stories because we're constantly just, you know, trying to fix everybody else, trying to survive and all of that. But this movie just had women who got to share their story, and by them sharing, it allowed us to deal with our own stories, so to speak. And it was just, I mean, it was just like kind of, it's hard to even put into words how, you know, how effective this movie was, but to sit there and, and to be a part of it and to reflect on, on you know, how you can relate to these women in this movie is just outstanding. Hello? Hello? I'm here. I'm sorry. Um, you said that the movie was effective, and tell us a little bit about how the impact and the effect that it had on you as well as the audience that you could perceive. Well, I think it really, I mean, it, it really actually causes you to reflect on yourself and some of the choices that you're making. And I know for myself um, and for a lot of women, you know, like I said, you go through life and you're trying to be strong and you're trying to be confident and you're, you know, running organizations and you're doing all these amazing things and, you kind of start pushing down some of your wounds, some of your issues, you know, the things that actually make you you. You start pushing them down and you don't deal with it, and you're kind of just going through the motions and making some bad choices. But mm. with this movie, um, <clears throat> it actually caused you to really reflect on some of the choices that you're making and why you're making them. And right. you walked away, yeah, and you walked away from it really with a with a plan of action like, you know, hey, I'm not by myself. You know, there are women like me that are dealing with some of the same issues I deal with, and, you know, I can turn this around. I can start making better choices. Right. And one of the things, because it identifies the root, it helps people to also understand, like you said, the reason why some of your behaviors may be a part of you and how to undo what has been done. 
Exactly. And I think anything is always helpful when you can identify. And sometimes with movies, especially in the black community, you know, they create this image of, of a type of person that you can't necessarily identify with, whether mm-hmm. it be someone from a, a neighborhood that you didn't grow up in or what have you. But what I liked about this movie is, you know, with these different ten women, you could identify to at least one of the women in the movie. You know what I mean? So by right. being able to do that, you could really see yourself and, and, and you could kind of say, hey, I'm not so bad, you know, for, for some of the issues I have. I can really start turning this around and start healing. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's something, too, you just said, I'm not so bad. And another thing the young lady said is she understood that other people are going through this as well. I think that women are carrying around amongst the, the regret a lot of guilt, and this helps them to sort of begin to mend that part of it as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yes, I definitely uh, agree with that as well because um, when we have made errors or poor decisions and deal with the consequences of those decisions, we do carry the guilt. Um, It is important in the healing process to forgive yourself. And as um, she said, that I'm not that bad. Um, I do believe that all experiences um, serve us and prepare us if we do the work, and it is a lot of work, to self-reflect and self-correct, and, and you cannot self-correct without the healing, and, and the healing cannot occur without forgiveness. So mm-hmm. it, it is work, and it is a process. And, and Jenks, I think I had cut you off, and you had a comment? No, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I'm over here choked up messing around with these women, man. They just get to me. For, I don't know why they get to me all the time because they just see it. I mean, everything, that, like when I shot this film, I mean, before it was edited, like, you know, you put it in the can. I was like, I'm sitting on this thing. I was calling my boys. I'm sitting on this thing. I got this thing, man. And I just think it's really going to have an opportunity to put the, the conversation in a new space with black women. <clears throat> and I'm hearing it. I mean, they they. Especially what I love about, I know both Lita and Darlene, and I'm getting to know Diane, but you hear that their kind of faith resonate through what they, what they say. And, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, unlike me, like I'll, I'll just wear, I wear my faith on my sleeve. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on blast. But, but to, to see how they can take it and, and reflect back on themselves and really tell, here's the pathway. The movie shows you. Here it is. Here's the way you get you gotta you gotta reconcile, you gotta at least look at that thing that you put into the closet. You've got to deal with it and, and then beautifully Darlene just said, You got to forgive yourself. That, that's it. That's ball game right there. If I can start that conversation with this film, then I, I can go retirement pretty much. I, I think I can yeah, I can pretty much go back to working with men and boys. I think I'll do that. You have to face it with no fears. You have, I mean, not you're going to have fears, but you have to face it. When my daughter yeah. told me she was pregnant. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, of course, she thought I was going to just kill her. <laughs> she didn't know my reaction, yeah. which is a which is a norm. Of course, you know that's maybe the first reaction for a son. And I, she put her head down and she was crying. I said, "Sweetheart, put your head up." I said, "You can't be shamed. You know, we all make decisions." I mean, a lot of us can talk about our past, and we have not had the best of walks in our lives. However, you're not going to be 
putting your head down and be ashamed. You're going to hold your head up high, and you're going to keep walking forward. And you're not going to allow anyone to make you feel any worse than, you know, than, you know things happen. So the key for me was to just keep her self-esteem, to keep empowering her to say, hey, this too shall pass. However, I'm going to be the best that I can and just keep God first. So, mm-hmm. and like the other young lady said, it's not an easy thing, you know, mm-hmm. for me as a mother and um, for my child, and she has to balance school and everything. But the key for us as women, we have to help our young people, we have to help our daughters, our nieces, our neighbors, and keep empowering them and teaching them and educating them. You know, I wasn't one of those parents, like I said before, I educated. We gave her hands-on training. You know, let's do, let's look at all the STDs out there. However, mm-hmm. like all of us, we got caught up in the talk. We got caught up in that first love. We got caught up in all the mesmerizing as to what's good and what's hit, what we thought was hit. And then reality kicks in. So I think, like I said, with the, the documentary is that if we can keep showing it to people, to let them see that they're not alone, but this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Things, will keep, things will get better slowly. Right. And, and I think and you so, bring up so a good. very good point. Oh, go ahead, Jinx. It's so good, like, to hear what it's, what it's doing for, for the mothers and, and, the, and the older women, that it's giving them, like, this kind of bridge to really engage. I mean, to really, really engage in a, in a in hopefully not in this as difficult situation as it is right now, that it will be okay. But even as for her 15-year-old daughter, now she has two templates of her mother and her older sister, and you can start to impact the behaviors of, of the, the generation that's coming along. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the objectives of, of the film. But if that happens, I mean, we, we can really, really begin to move women to a place where they, they aren't carrying around this burden. Maybe there's other burdens, but this burden of, of, of you know, just the hurt of, of men that have, or boys, actually, that have put this on them, heard of, of these choices, that they don't have that, they're, they're reaching amazing and beautiful heights right now without, I mean, with carrying that. If they don't have that in the way, just imagine where they go. I mean, you're talking about untapped potential that just is probably almost unimaginable. Yeah, and I want to say one more thing is that it's not only for the daughters, it's for a lot of the grown women out here who are carrying this baggage. I think someone talked about it, and who have yet to, you know, face those burdens that they have been buried, they have buried for so long. We as women have to deal with that because it, it comes off in our kids. It comes, mm-hmm. travels through the whole generation. So if we as grown women do not face and deal with what has happened to us as teenagers and young adults and things we've done that we, are, we have yet to forgive ourselves, healing can't begin. And it just comes out in how we speak, how we conduct ourselves, how we behave in the workplace and everything. So hopefully this is a movement for everybody, not just the young people, but everybody. And I just want to make a point as well about what you're saying is, is there's a cycle there. If a woman has not dealt with this pain in herself and her daughter makes the same mistakes, she ends up reacting to her own exactly. hurt exactly. and putting that on the daughter at a time where she needs her the most. And, and uh, that's yeah. a tragic situation. Because surprisingly, some women, their response was, did you kick her tail? Did you beat her tail? Did you cuss her out? I said, no, no, wait. That's not the reaction. Mm-hmm. Because we all have our own stuff that we've dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I said, as a mother of two girls, that's not what my example. My example is to keep her moving forward. And if that's, you know, so in, in, in the area that I live in, we're trying to get support group for, I call it the young grandparents, because I still don't call myself that yet, but to say, hey, 
you know, the one lady asked me, are you going to kick your daughter out? And I said, why? Why would I kick mm. my child out? Mm. So it's about even educating those of us who are going through this right now to say, hey, we can't kick our kids to the streets because who knows, I mean, that's a child and, a, and two children. So I hope that this movie also sees that you have to uplift and embrace and educate and keep them moving forward and stay focused. Right. I'm really glad you said that and made a point about that. Hmm. Now, and I, um, and I was wondering, too, if I could add one more thing. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I've really appreciated is that even with the question and answer afterward, I think one of the really effective things is that it helped you to see that, that mislink between, you know, not having a father and how it affects you as an adult. You know, as an adult woman, the choices that you make – a lot of times, you know, we don't stop and think about how that really connects to that father not being there. But through the movie and then even when people were, you know, discussing it afterwards, to see some of the women stand up and say certain things and reveal that really what they're, you know, revealing is that void they have from their father not being there. And I think this was a really good tool in helping put it in perspective you know, we have these issues because our fathers weren't there, but it's okay. You know, we, we can accept it, but we have to first acknowledge that it plays a huge role in who we are today. And I think that was another really great thing that the film was able to do. That's a great point. That's a, that's a brilliant point, actually, because I think I actually said it while I was up there, is that sometimes I'm going to sound like I'm speaking Mandarin Chinese if you were raised in a house without a father. Because right. we do we do things differently, and and I think some of the language from that night they were trying to get me to turn myself into a woman. That's what really what it was. They were saying you need to be more, you need to peel back my layers, and you need to uh, meet me where I am. And really, that just says to me you didn't grow up with it again. Because very seldom, if ever, does Daddy just like meet you where you are if you're in a bad space. He's going to be there to support you, hug you take you out of that space, but he is not going to meet you where you are. He's going to take you where you need to be. He's a coach. And it can be it can be it can be heavy handed at times. And uh I know my approach just works brilliantly with men and boys and there is some type of uh I don't know, tempering that may have to happen if I'm going to continue to just work with women. But I'm not going to change who I am. I, I just can't. And it really highlights and exposes like especially as women are having challenges relating to men, it really boils back to you because you never had an opportunity to understand what love and proper fatherly love was and proper respect was, which is given by a true father, a true role model of a father, and not some of this other stuff that's really going on with men. And that's so true because one lady, it was interesting, she stood up and she was, you know, talking, she was commending James for the movie and everything, but she was like, you know, you have to show us more compassion. You have to be more compassionate. Give us more credit. You know, you have to just give us that credit. And then the more she talked, you know, she mentioned that, well, my father was there, but he didn't, you know, validate me. He didn't tell me I was beautiful. He didn't do this. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's why she wants credit now. Like her, she doesn't exactly. even realize that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she doesn't yeah, even realize exactly. that. She yeah. wants this complete stranger to give her credit, and she's not realizing that it's because it still goes back to the fact that her father <laughs> didn't give her that credit, that validation. And it's just, mm-hmm. it was amazing to actually see it. And it's so oh, yeah. brilliant of what you do. And it's heartbreaking because really, 
She's telling me if I'm a man who lives in the world, all I have to do is acknowledge her, validate her, make her feel special, and she's mine. It's really that simple. Oh, wow. And that's typically what happens. Yeah, she's telling me. Typically, what happens? Yes, that is because there are a lot of women. Yeah, as a player, as a reformed player, and a man who's not in the world anymore. But back in the day, oh, she's telling me all I got to do is take her to dinner, spend a little time on the phone, tell her that she's beautiful, where she thinks she's inadequate, and she's mine because daddy didn't do it. And 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 she it's so amazing to me that she can't even see how she's showing her whole hand. And this is what guys, if she's got challenges, I don't know her, but if she's got challenges with men or with boys and males, I'm sorry, not men, um, they're doing, she, she lays it out there. Here's what you need to do to get next to me. It's easy. It's real easy. And, it's so, and you don't need an advanced degree to see this stuff. And, and she right. thinks she's making a point, and everybody else is, well, not everybody, but people in the audience are watching, do you understand the hypocrisy of what you just did? But that's just it. Most women do not. And that's why your wow. film is so important because hopefully it will have an eye-opening, an awakening, so to speak, because they don't understand the connection of how they relate to men and adult life and how that relates to their relationship with their father that they may not have had. And oh, wait, they carry oh, wait, that got, with them. Here's a, here's a, here, i got to give you this. This, is, this will drive you uh, to the funny bone of Jenks. Um, that same woman that we're talking about, she was wearing red, and I, I don't, I've got the email, but I don't know what her name is. I think this is the same one. Writes me an email and tells me that I'm a misogynist and a patriarch. Wow. So really? Wait a minute. Hold up. Weave it together now. Who's really the misogynist and the patriarch? Her daddy. So she's displacing onto me what mm. she really wants to tell her father, and if she mm. deals it with that space, then she would find the healing because that's what's unreconciled in her. She thinks her father hates women. But because she can't deal with that, she has to deal with me. So it's just, but what I say why it's 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 comedic tragedy. What's going on? It's not really that complicated. But I will say that women do process differently than men, and they may make it more complex than it does in the mind of a man. But to see it transpire in this audience, it it broke my heart a couple of times. I'm like, man, this is so easy, but you're making it so hard. I can give you the pathway. But you don't really want it. And that's the other side of what I'm dealing with, that that hurt and trauma is part of my identity now, and I'm too scared to find out who I might be without it. That is a killer. Yeah. That is a heartbreaking that heartbreaking. It is a heartbreaking. But remember, Jane, we talked about how your work, and it's so exceptional and extraordinary, it isn't going to reach everybody, and even right. though that it reach, we may not even be aware. It's almost like sowing seed, you know, because um, confronting your demons, I'll use that word, you know, loosely to understand, confronting your pain of your past requires a lot of courage, and unfortunately it's not something that's really taught to us. Even in our culture, when we come up, we're not taught to talk about things out in the open. We've always been taught you don't talk about what goes on in this house outside. You don't tell so-and-so this. Wow. You keep wow. everything. We've been taught to suppress it, suppress it. Okay. And society in this Western civilization world we live in puts that if you know you, you relate to how you feel, so if I'm hurt and I say that, then that's a sign of weakness. 
Mm-hmm. So, so we want to be strong because strong is what we're supposed to be. So we don't really acknowledge the fact of what we really feel. We just put it away. And then we go on and we try to say, well, I'm going to accomplish this. Or I'm going to do that. And I've got my degree now and I've got my six-figure salary or whatever, whatever. I don't need to go back and deal with that. That was my past. That was then. This wow. is now not understanding that it's all connected. And you can't run from your past because you take it with you wherever you go. So you have women who have a lot of deep-rooted scars from their childhood that they have never, ever taken the time to go back and address, and all they're doing is putting layers of pain on top of pain on top of pain. And now you're 30 and 35, and you've conditioned yourself to operate in a certain way. And I go see this film which is beautiful, but it's barely scratching the surface of all the stuff that I've got in me that I really need some real group or one-to-one therapy and counseling to really begin to get to the root and deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And women don't like dealing with it. They don't want to deal with it. They don't, they're afraid to deal with it. It's a facade because it's safe. It's a safe place because they don't have to confront and deal with those demons. You're right. I mean, but that, that's what I was almost put in tears right at the end of that thing to see how that, that space is protected. It's not about just not willing to deal with it. <clears throat> it's the mechanisms in place to keep it there. That that was the hurt part. Not that, like I hear what darling what you're saying is that they don't they keep it moving and shuck it off and then it don't don't cope with it. But the the other side of this is that there is like barbed wire. This is what I see. Like you know this you know the spiritual side. I see concrete walls, barbed wire, a chain link fence, and a metal door and a trap <laughs> to keep people away from it. To keep right. like somebody. I, I will I will go through the barbed. I will go through the the the, the hell hole that you are in with you together if you let me go there with you mm-hmm. and we can come out of it and we can come out. Of it. That's what I did with that one lady. Remember the one lady who started crying um, yeah. when she started. Yeah, that's what I did. All as soon as she got there, you saw me. I I can't help myself. I got to come. I can't leave you in that space by yourself. And but there was another side that I saw that they have a. It's not just I don't want to deal with it. No, I've put up Fort Knox to keep you out of it. And that that that. And and what it says to me is that I I I know there's a beauty of untapped potential inside of you, and that's the one thing that's keeping you away from it. Like really understanding what your purpose and and what you're supposed to be doing, because you, you'll 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 I meet older women who like you know 40 years in the government like I could have been this. I, you're I don't want your life to be like that. I mean really the thing that that is is holding you back is that anger that that little hellhole that you like to to protect is what's stopping you. And and I'm not speaking from the abstract. It was my story is that that's my story that. A great success in the world, you know, winning awards, traveling the world, top sales in the country, all that other foolishness, but dysfunctional in my relationships and never walking in God's purpose. As soon as mm-hmm. I got that hurt off of me, it, it, it put, it's, it's over. I mean, it's just amazing what, what, what has happened since then. And, and I, and I was like, I'm, I'm like probably the lowest of them. So there's, there's some people that got all kind of great potentials that I think is that this unreconciled part of their past. And this is not, again, not wholly feminine. It's both. But this this deal is what is the trick of the world to keep you in that space. James, I have a quick question for you. Do you feel that you were led by God to make this film? I know I was. I don't feel. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell the, us about uh, that. The, the thing that happened was uh, in December of last year, 
basically told me, I need you to do these three films. Um, one was uh, one, Guilty Until Proven Innocent comes out in September sometime. Uh, this movie, we need to talk. I mean, the, the, I, I don't have to, you can take it for what it is, but you can go check my Facebook. The posters for these movies were actually put out on the web in December. And I did not know the women from the Berg Group in December. I met them in April when I spoke in Chicago. Um, the people that are involved in Guppy, I did not know in December. They, I just I've met them along the way. Uh, and the funny thing, the third film is called Dear Daddy, which is letters to our fathers from, from young girls. Mm-hmm. I met those girls at the screening Thursday night. So I don't, you know, I, I listen to what he tells me to do, and, and that's just the way it happens. So The, uh, the screening just this Thursday? Yeah, the I just met Thursday? the girl. Wow. This past Thursday, well, the, the girl contacted me on Facebook the week before and said, I've got these girls that I want to work with. I said, I want to meet them. And mm-hmm. that Thursday night, it's like, okay, I just got to set up the camera and let him do what he does. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and it, it's, it's not, it's, and this is the funny thing. If you really know, and again, my pathway to salvation is my Christian faith. I, I, I hold no reservations about it. I'm not saying it's the only one, it's the one for me. However, what I do know about our faith is that there's a, there's a, a passage in the Bible, it's, it's Ephesians 4.29, that talks about if you've got anger, bitterness, resentment, angst, hatred on your heart you can't have a relationship with god that's true and what i'm what i'm saying is this bitterness or these traumas or these unreconciled experiences in your past man or woman it's like trying to watch television at two o'clock in the morning all you're going to get is static you will not get a clean picture because these things are not of good and are your blockade to real true forgiveness reconciliation and salvation It's, it's that simple and, and what these women are doing in the film is saying, this is my pathway. This is what happened for me, that I had these things and th- dark demons in my past that I was unwilling to deal with that kept me away from my faith. And you'll see it when I do with Trudy. Trudy had a very, very dark demon on her soul, which was her own mother. And you can see it come off of her on camera. You can watch it just be lifted. You can see her face, and you can, if you're really looking, you can see her spirit transform on camera. If you were there that night, you saw a girl that basically stood up and said, no, I don't need my daddy, and then two minutes later say, I hate my daddy because he was a better father to, my step, to his stepkids than he was to me. And you can see the, 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 just the release that happens in these women. And, it's, again, it's not a function of gender, but women are just more complex. They, just, they got more going on because they do, they do a lot of stuff. And it, it just – to get that up off you is when the, the picture becomes clear. So, yes, my work is faith-based. I, like I said, I have no qualms about putting it out there. They fall into different lanes, you know, political, social, and spiritual, but everything is around my faith. Hmm. And um, someone was trying to make a statement there. Go right ahead. I think they were given the amen chorus. I don't oh, know. all right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah, I think someone's having problems with their connection. And we'll yeah, wait for you to come in. But um, if you guys aren't on landlines, you may want to try to call back. If you call back, um, I can definitely plug you right in. And, thanks. Um, you do have a, another screening coming up on um, August 21st in Philadelphia. And go ahead and give us the details of that as well. It's uh, in conjunction with WURD Radio, um, the only African-American-owned radio station in Philadelphia. Great, great staff and, and um, management there. 
uh, caught wind of this thing early on, and they're an early adopter. They they're going to do it for women only screening the 21st at the African American Museum of okay. Philadelphia, uh, and then uh, Darlene, uh, uh, Darlene, is she still there or not? I guess we lost her. Darlene. Darlene has got something that she's got scheduled uh, the 28th of this month. She's got the details. I don't, but I mean, I've got I've got six screenings set up between here and the uh, the second week of October already. And it's just okay. if women are, are, are women and men are gravitating towards this thing. I think the, the, your your um, Diane's daughter Angelique said it best. Uh, she had never seen anything like this. In a documentary, is, is that a good paraphrase of what she said? Right. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and and that's what it is because I don't make documentaries. That's for History Channel. I don't do that. I, yeah. I, I do work. I do works of faith to restore and heal people, and exactly. it just happens to be in in, a, in the format of a movie. But uh, so people are are catching this thing and understanding that this might be an opportunity. Again, not the answer, but one of the answers in this complex. Uh, mosaic of what represents our community and the only thing that is common and unique amongst most of us the majority of us is that our homes are fractured today and we've grown up in that environment and until we want to restore the community or our neighborhoods we've got to restore uh, the, the beauty and the greatness and the his- history of our families and you also Jenks, you have a book signing coming up as well um. <laughs> I sure do I yeah. can't forget I have a book. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yeah, yes, I do have. I'm going to be at the uh, Borders Bookstore um, Saturday the 14th in uh, Largo, Maryland, with uh, a book acknowledges one of the top ten African American literary works of 2009, whatever that is. But um, uh, I'll be. I, I don't really promote the book. You know, I don't. I really don't. I, I just, you know, it does what it does. But uh, this is my. I guess this is my because I've never had a book sign. I don't. Even, what do you do with those things? <laughs> so, but I'm, 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 at, I'm, I'm at a book signing from 3 to 6 p.m. out at, at the borders there, and uh, definitely will look to uh, uh, engage with people and, and have a conversation around uh, a controversial and taboo subject matter, which is why he hates you, how unreconciled maternal anger is destroying black men and boys. Another book by another misogynist. No, I'm just being funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, give, and give them the date and location one more time to make sure everyone has it. That's August the 14th. That's uh, this coming. Is that this Saturday? Yeah, that's this Saturday. Uh, at 3, <laughs> 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, at the Capitol Center Boulevard Borders Bookstore. All right, great, great. I and, love these um, ladies. Don't, don't you just love them? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I love them. Who's this? Thank you. <laughs> I, I love, I love women. Go ahead. Have you, have you had men look at this uh, film yet? To see their reaction, I know it's about women. Uh, about three or four. Okay, because I'm curious about, because of the fact that I mean, of course, it takes two to tangle, but I'm just curious mm-hmm. the reaction and how they um, how they take what they take from it to see these women and the hurt and the you're, pain and you're <laughs> seeing right through me right now, and that's okay. a beautiful thing. <laughs> No, you are. You, you understand that, like, you know, I'm not like a big marketing plan, but this is like the vision that I have. The okay. first space is a space of healing, okay. and that, 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 that's for the women. The right. second space is reconciliation around what you have done. You, I, I was, I'm talking to myself. You trifling, low down, no good, dirty, two-time, uh-huh. making the crash, exploiting women, that was me. So, but specifically the next tier of who I want to get to is men with who have daughters. Because right. 
urgently, as you saw in the film, that validation, that that real love, not the words of my mouth love, the 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 um, sitting at the edge of the bed and telling you or asking you how your day was kind of love is not part of our social conditioning. Men. Correct. With our daughters. Um, uh, we we uh, raise our sons and we love our daughters, and we're not giving them the acknowledgement, acceptance, approval, and ratification that they need at a critical juncture to help them and protect them from dudes like me or exactly. formerly like me. Three minutes. So that's, that's the next tier. Um, actually got a, uh, I've got a, um, a four men only screening coming up at Empowerment Temple in October, and that'll be the first, like, you know, that's the second tier. That's the, the first time I'm going to take that cut. Uh, okay. We're working with men. So, the, yeah, wow. you're absolutely right. That's where I'm going. Okay. And, you know, one of the things that I think that men might be able to take from this film as well is it will help them to understand some of the pain that um, their significant others might be going through. It might help them to understand it's not about me, it's about her, you know, and help them to understand that they can take a role, you know. Um, they can only go at the pace that she's willing to go. <clears throat> but in understanding yes. can help them to be able to play a better role as a husband, I'll, as a significant I, other. I had to drive back from Chicago to D.C. because I, dro- I drove out there. You know, once a year I, I do a, a, a cross-country trek. It's just no radio, me and my Lord, and just get some peace. And after filming those women on the way back, man, I, I had so much remorse on my heart for what I had done that I was like, ready to pick up the phone and start making phone calls mm. for the, mm. the carnage that I had mm. left behind me. One, mm-hmm. and this is no excuse, I did not know. Because at that, that juncture, I, I saw it. I, I just did not know what the hurt of a black woman was and what I was doing to contribute to that. And mm-hmm. if I can start to get men to, to be on the front end of that, to understand that if you choose to do this, understand what you're taking away from not just the heart of this woman, but from the heart of the children that she'll have, from the relationship, that, the marriage that she'll have, and what you've done to your community by, by taking your selfish desires and putting them before, you know, the benefit of someone else. Because that's all it is. It's just we were selfish. That's all it was. Wow. Um, hey, and I'm going to yeah. stop you right there and put a pin on it. We're going to try to let the show run on afterwards, but let me close the show for our live listeners, and then we'll be right back, and we'll talk as long as we can hang in there. Okay. Well, special thanks to producer Donna Hardiman and um, and Darlene and Diane and Lydia. Thank you for calling in. And Jenks, thank you for this this incredible movie. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words and watch your words they become actions and watch your actions they become habits and watch your habits they become your character and watch your character it becomes your destiny until we meet again take care of what becomes of you and we're back so we'll go ahead and finish up the show here, and we'll talk as long as we can, um, and hopefully we won't get cut off. No, but I, I was uh, – and really, they, these women, uh, I, I think, know my heart and know the love that I have for them. I, I really appreciate all of them, and it, it, just not just these three. It was all the women in attendance and all the women that are going to be touched uh, by this film, like I said, friend or foe, uh, because, again, this is 
this is a new space for us, and I'm, I'm here with you, and I'm going to walk it with you as long as I can, and as, as long as there's an opportunity for us to reconcile and heal together, I'm, I'm just in it with you. Uh, I'm a little deterred at times, but uh, I, I don't know anybody else who's doing it. I just no, don't like this, not. like like this, like yeah. like this. You know, no, uh, no. especially uh, from you know from that Hollywood thing, they're just not. They don't absolutely not. It, and this is groundbreaking. Anybody would tell you if you brought this film to them that there was not a market for it. No, that's what they would tell you. And yeah, but uh, they don't want nothing to do with this. They don't because, you know, like from what black men think, there there are, and this is my faith, you know, that there are people in principalities who have a vested interest and are compensated to misinform you so they can mismanage you. And that's just, mm. it is what it is. The mm. world has to get you to buy into a lie to keep you subjugated. It's just the way it is. And once you embrace the, the freedom and the truth of, of peace through forgiveness, then it all becomes real, real clear of how this, this system is set up to keep a people just, absolutely at the lowest ends of of any type of spiritual reconciliation. um, um, James, I've got to jump off. I've got another conference call that I have. Um, But let's chat in the morning, and uh, Michael, I will definitely be in touch in terms of being able to assist with um, promoting these upcoming events. Um, One is actually on the 28th of this month, and it's going to be tied into uh, the youth and some other things. But I definitely appreciate you extending that offer. Oh, absolutely. And I mean every word of it. So please keep in contact. And hold on to that number, too, ladies. Anytime you ever want to call into the show again, feel free okay. to do so. Okay. Thank you, Thank guys. You. You are. Right. Thank you. Thank you very back. much. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 And, Jenks, I'm going to try my best to get to this book signing, man, because, you know, the last time I saw you in person, whoops, 